Hi, and welcome to the Acute Reads Podcast, where three doctors come together every week to discuss their favorite short stories. I am Stefan, and I will be joined shortly by Maddie and Rana. Join us in this episode as we discuss our realizations and insights about our chosen short story. If you like what you're listening to, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Acute Reads Podcast, a show where a couple of doctors come together to talk about short stories. My name is Stefan, and together with Maddie and Rana. Hey, Rana. Hey, Maddie. Hey. Hey, how are you guys? We're good. Yeah. I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. What drinks did you bring tonight? I I have water. (laughs) Just water? (laughs) <laughs> and you're on it. I wanted to make sangria because of our because of our story. Pero na madaho, so it's just red wine. <laughs> and you, Steph? Yeah, I have my my San Miguel beer with me. My oh, go-to best, drink. The best beer in the world. It is for me. Mm. And um, so we have a new segment. We'll try something out. Um, it's called something of value for you this week. That's that's a bit, it's a tad long for for a title. So, um, in this segment, we'll try to uh, talk about something that uh, we think was of value or gave as another reason to wake up every day during the past week. Um, so for me, um, for me, I I just finished. Um, start with why by Simon Sinek and uh, this is a very good book for people who want to you know get into uh, business and want to start one as early as now as um, even if there's a crisis going on or like an economic you know recession going on maybe they have some thoughts about starting their own business and it gives us the you know it gives the reader the idea of why some companies you know um excel and apparently it's about starting with your whys so usually um, uh, business owners would start with what they want to do which is the wrong way to do it according to simon sinek and you always have to ask yourself why you want to do it. So I won't give a lot of things about the book, but uh, it's one of the things that really, you know, uh, put some value into my week. And I'm pretty happy that I finished uh, reading it. So, so that's it for me. Um, nice. Maddie, would you want to share? Yeah, your something my, of value for the week. Something of value for the week. Um. Well, I we, we talked about it before we started this this call, but um, I don't know if it gives because you said it should be something that like has given me reason to wake up every day. But um, there's this uh, <laughs> there's this reading of James and the Giant Peach that's organized by this awesome director called Taika Waititi, and he organized um, different actors to. Um, read with him the story of the, the story James and the Giant Peach, and I love it because it 
it really transformed the it really transformed the story for me and it made me realize how um amazing storytelling is like you know how like i don't know if you've tried um reading a children's book to to a group yeah. of children and like i didn't realize that you could really take it up to that much so it's cool like it it, it made me really appreciate um storytelling and yeah so i i guess in that sense it um it does give me a reason to like it it's something that i look forward to every day like i know that the times have been really difficult for everyone for different reasons so we look for things that sort of keep us together or just keep us afloat and i find that um reading stories these days really really um yeah really helps me so yeah i think that's that's that you should check it out it's amazing yeah we'll definitely check that out that's a <laughs> uh, very interesting way you know to um to bring in a couple of actors just to you know voice act a fairly simple children's book but then yeah. i guess yeah it, it goes a different uh, it goes up a different level when you have yeah. these voice actors yeah it's amazing it beats your own monologue <laughs> when you when you just listen to your voice reading a book yeah yeah that makes sense. And Yurana? Mm, mine isn't a book, but it's a recipe. So Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> One of my friends shared with me a recipe for spiced chickpea stew with coconut and turmeric. And then it had been on my like to-do list for the longest time and I was just able to try it this week. And what it is was it? really good. So it's Spiced chickpea stew with coconut and turmeric. It's Ooh. by mm. Alison Roman. It's really good. And it's so easy. It's really easy to make. Oh. Who's, who's Alison oh, We Roman. could put this in the paper. <laughs> I only heard about her through, like, because of this recipe. But okay. I haven't explored her other... Recipes. recipes or I don't I also don't know if she has a show or what yeah. her yeah but I'll see I will check interesting I'll send it to you guys yeah yeah it sounds yummy I made it twice now this week so what why not I don't know how to cook staff everybody <laughs> everybody can learn how to cook what? So how yeah. have you been getting one of these days? Yeah. How have you been getting food during the lockdown? <laughs> um, takeout. Oh my god. <laughs> That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> well, I do see yeah. the IG stories of your empty ref. <laughs> yeah, it's fairly empty. <laughs> <laughs> There's just beer there, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, and you have those it's like sachets, the ulam in the sachet. Did you? Was that you? Yeah, that's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have to, <laughs> I'd have to clear that up with our followers, our listeners, <laughs> 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 whoever has seen that 
in my stories that um, uh, Mang Tomas is my hatest sauce. Oh, so okay. I have, yeah. So when so when I so when I buy something from like mini stop, and they usually get that for you know as gravy or or sauce for something for like the, the chicken fillet or the the fried chicken. Um, mm-hmm. When they give that, um, well, I just take it and then I <laughs> I wouldn't use it. So I I stack up on you know unused. I don't know. I just don't like the taste of it. Some people find it delicious. Yeah. And I've seen a couple of, you know, YouTube videos showing that they top it up on rice. Pero not my thing. Mm. Okay. That's a lot of hatred for Mang (laughs) Yeah. It's it's a playful banter to my parents. It's as if, you know, I'm not eating anything here. Send me some food. <laughs> okay. Go try that chickpea stew recipe. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when, I have the, when I have the time to learn how to cook first. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you update us next week. Yeah. Yeah, that could, that could be my... Um, value for the week next week yeah we'll see <laughs> we'll see about that <laughs> so well um it's great that you guys have you know these these things that you do every week and these things that you find value um it helps us you know uh, wake up in the morning and something to look forward to uh, during these times of crisis um, and so that's our first part. <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to be a, a little bit more organized right now. <laughs> I like it though. So on, uh, yeah. <laughs> so okay. so let's go to our second part, which is you know probably the main reason why our listeners are here today. <laughs> yes. Uh, to talk about mm-hmm. our new short story, which is entitled "Vampires in the Lemon Grove" by Karen Russell. Um, first time I'm reading uh, any work from this author. Do you guys have anything to share about Karen Russell, or um, anything you've heard about her, or is this also your first um, short story? That you've read from yeah. this author? First time. <laughs> first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, well. it's my first time, yeah. But I've read good um, reviews about her mm-hmm. work, but I, this is the first time I've ever read it. I read any of, of her work. Oh, Maddie, yeah, why so... did you pick this story? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, well, okay, so to our listeners. <laughs> We, I, <laughs> we we alternate picking stories every week. So I, I chose this story this week, but I don't have a real reason. I was I just know that um I've run into um yeah, reviews of her in the past. So when I when I looked for articles of best short stories in the past century or something, I ran into this one again and I wanted mm. to do something something light. Um, for this week because 
yeah, um, a lot of the stuff that's been happening in our daily lives have been really heavy. And so I wanted to, yeah, take on something we can enjoy. Yeah, I really enjoyed reading this short story. Um, yeah. It's light and it's funny. <laughs> for, for once, we found a short story that was actually funny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was funny. Um, um, so I guess we can give a short summary for our listeners. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, a spoiler alert to our listeners. I keep re- repeating to our listeners, even if I'm pretty sure <laughs> there are like <laughs> one or two out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to those one or two. <laughs> Jappy, if you're listening to this, congratulations. Thank you for stumbling upon our podcast. Stumbling, <laughs> quote, <laughs> our unquote. Batchmates. <laughs> our oh, gosh. Thank oh, you gosh. so much. No, I'm cringing so much. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm kind of sweating yeah, we, right now. <laughs> yeah well so, anyway um, um so anyway um a spoiler alert we're about to give a brief summary of our chosen short story so um you guys may opt to listen uh to uh to stop listening to this first and read the short story and then maybe yeah. continue on with this podcast thanks yeah. i even I, I even wrote this down in our um <laughs> Google Docs. <laughs> yeah, our Google Docs. <laughs> if, if you guys can believe that we actually have a Google Docs. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much going on in here. <laughs> There's like an anonymous Python on my screen. <laughs> okay, so the last week we had Java as a guest. Yeah. So th- yeah. Yeah, um, and John, he has his own podcast and he... He did a lot of planning before he started his podcast, so he had like his ano cover. What do you call it? Like cover art done, and then yeah. he. But it was so well planned for us. Naman, like we have a different method. <laughs> so, <laughs> Get we together. try to improve. Yeah, we we just try to yeah. improve each yeah. episode. Yeah. I think what's yeah. nice about. What's nice about our podcast is we deliver in a regular basis, in a, in a fairly regular manner as well. Yeah. It's just us justifying whatever we reduce. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. So um, onward to the summary of the short story. Well, okay. So... Um, yeah, this is the hard part. Yeah. You want to start, Maddie? Or? Okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, so the story is about, um, it, it's about two vampires who, um, two vampires who discover that a lot of, a lot of what people say about vampires is not actually true and um they're a couple who go around the world to um look for something that will quench their thirst 
um, something aside from blood. So they eventually settle in Italy where they, they um, find that this certain strain or harvest of lemons um, in, in some way quenches their, quench their thirst, um, although it doesn't last. And I think the story proceeds to um, tell about how it is to be married and to be immortal. So um, it also talks about the struggles of um, being two vampires who live forever. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, unless you guys might have something to add. Yeah, I think you summarized it pretty yeah. well. It's a pretty good summary. Mm -hmm. um, I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but the but the point of view of this story is from the uh, the guy vampire named Clyde, right? And he's the, he's actually the one who has all of those you know wrong wrongly given perceptions about uh, what a vampire is and you know um and i guess and i guess it stems from there the the fears that he has and um finding love in his wife nagreb who later on uh was the reason for him to you know um to actually go out there and live his life uh instead of you know living the wrong uh the wrong life or the fake life of a of a you know the the stereotypical vampires that we know. Um, so I guess, what did you guys think about the uh, the short story? Did you guys like it? I loved it. Kind of, kind of gave that off. Yeah, <laughs> gave that out a while ago. I think we all liked it. Um, yeah. For me, it's because the writing was really good. The writing, yeah, the writing was good. Light, um, descriptive, and easy to read. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny, but also um, there were parts where it was also really affecting. Which parts were and profound and really profound? Yeah. Um. Which parts were funny for you guys? I found I found a part where oh, she the, describes the, the about tourists. I go. No, no, no. Go ahead, Ryan. I know. Go start with the with the tourists. That <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Yeah, I just found it really funny about the tourists because, um, especially that part where they were talking. There was this um lady, Texan lady, who was asking for her pictures to be taken. And stuff like that and and he was disguised as this italian grandpa um in that in the mm -hmm. yeah in the lemon grove so I, I i just found the image really funny what happened to the texan lady no i well no i think they were just describing what tourists do um when they go to that area and you know how tourists do really stupid and silly things <laughs> <Here>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you were saying Iran, sorry. The, the, those were the funny parts for me. 
and also the part when uh, when Clyde was trying to fit in the Fang stereo when he was trying to be the stereotypical vampire. So when he put his arm in holy water, I found that really funny. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the and then he, he got really the pimple. Yeah. 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 That's all he got. Yeah. <laughs> I think like being like being in Clyde's head lang. I, I really like his character and how he how he would think. Yeah. It was funny. It was very, it was like a, I don't know, like childlike. I don't know. Like a Napoleon Dynamite figure. Yeah. Have you guys Cute. Seen that? Yeah. Cute lah. Like a nerdy. <laughs> a nerd yeah. vampire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also the part when he realizes that like he doesn't have to sleep in a coffin. Or <laughs> yeah. he, that he can actually go out in the sun. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And then he used to be pale, and then now he's like so tanned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was so sweet. I really like the part where um, a couple of kids came over to trick or treat, and they were yeah. wearing. <laughs> You know, um, like a string of garlic, garlic around their necks. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> shaking. <laughs> His hands were shaking. Oh, <laughs> poor Clyde. So funny. Yeah. Although, I don't know what you thought about, because what he said, when he realized that a lot of the things he thought were true about vampires weren't true. Um, mm-hmm. it changed him. Like he, I, yeah. I, I don't have the the part, the specific lines now. But he said something about Maghreb that, um, he changed to the extent to this um sort of saying he changed. She changed his life in a good way, but also he hates her for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. What you guys I, think? I think about I remember. That? I think I remember that part where he he said that about um, looking at younger girls, you know, collarbones and silky smooth necks. And right now, all he's seeing are the fangs of Nagreb. Mm. But is it is it that part where where you're alluding to? I think so. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. it to me it seemed like um his his picture of what the vampire was and what he was trying to fit into was sort of like an answer to some question he had. So that's what he tried to pursue. Yeah. And I, I think it was about the blood pala. It was about drinking blood. Yeah. So he thought that um he was hungry for blood. And then it was Maghreb who made him realize that drinking blood actually didn't do anything to quench that hunger. And that's what made him even more... He, he said like he experienced a new kind of sadness. Yeah. Because yeah. He, he was still hungry or he, there was still something that he felt needed to be 
quenched. And knowing, just knowing that it wasn't blood that was gonna do that made him even more frustrated, like frustrated I guess. Yeah. That's so profound. Like, all this time, yeah. he thought, just because people said that that was what would, what would quench his thirst. And then, out of nowhere, somebody points it out and it changes everything. Because I guess that, you're right, I think he thought that, I mean, he, people made him think that that was what being a vampire was about. And then suddenly that's that's taken away from you. And then what what are you about now? And yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And that's and when think... it stopped being fun. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steph. Go ahead. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, just to add, um, I think Mad Reb was the person who took Clyde out of his comfort zone or mm-hmm. something that he has been so used to for 130 years. And um, because of that, um, I think there's some sort of resentment to her, you know, taking him out of that comfort zone. Um, later on, you'll see that he's actually like an old soul. He would like to um, settle down. But Maghreb is the kind of person who, you know, who just wants to travel a lot, who goes around places. And I think that's where some of their conflict uh, comes into the story, where uh, at one point, Nono or Clyde or this old mm-hmm. Italian dude, you know, wants to stay in the lemon grove while, you know, Maghreb really wants to leave. And I think every day, I think that's their, that's the conflict they have or the argument that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would agree that probably in, in Clyde's mind, the lemons would, you know, quench some of their thirst, but actually, in the end, you would realize that the thirst that um, the thirst that Clyde is alluding to is the probably the love that Maghreb used to give him, but now has, you know, has decreased or um, is is now gone because of their fights. Parang ganun eh. I think, yeah. I think that's the first that he's wanting to get. Maghreb's love or <laughs> her passion yeah. for him. Yeah. I think the story is a lot about marriage too. And um, uh-huh. happy happy wife, happy life. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's every vampire's yeah. motto. <laughs> Every vampires. <laughs> Men say that all the time. Anyway, um, yeah, it's about I. There's. It reminds me of this part of the story where he he talked about he compared the marriage of humans, like human marriages and um, vampire marriages, mm. and um, yeah. uh, let me read it. I I have it here and. He said something like, okay, um, if I can read part of it, it said, 
Um, because I love her, my hunger pangs have gradually mellowed into a comfortable despair. Sometimes I think of us as two whole cleave as two holes cleave together, two twin hungers. Our bellies growl at each other like companion companionable dogs. I love the sound, assuring me we're equals in our thirst. We bump our fangs and feel like we're coming up against the same hard truth. Human marriages amuse me. The brevity of the commitment and all the ceremony that surrounds it. Nakalia lilies, the veiled mother-in-laws like lilac spiders, the tears and earnest toasts, till death do us part. Easy. These mortal couples need only keep each other inside for 50, 60 years. It's so nice. I mean, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, yeah. makes you, it makes you realize that, like, you know, okay, so this is a little bit of a digression from marriage as also, but, um, uh, it's easy to say, like, I, I fear death or something, I, I want to spend a lifetime with you, or I wish I could spend forever with you, but then when it's actually there in front of you, like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. for eternity with one person right and i feel like this is how they feel like they're just two people who are hungry and looking for something that will quench their thirst and they're gonna keep doing that forever and that's what binds them mm-hmm. and the line the the first line of the next paragraph yeah look at the new from what you read Mm-hmm. He says here, and often I wonder to what extent a mortal's love grows from the bedrock of his or her foreknowledge of death. Yeah, it's oh. so beautiful. And it, it, yeah, you finish the sentence, I'm so geeked out. Love <laughs> coiling like a green stem out of that blackness in a way I'll never quite understand. Read to the so end. Yeah. I love the last part. Why don't you read it, Steph? <laughs> And lately, I've been having terrible thoughts. Our love affair will end before the world dies. Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful! beautiful It's terrible for him. Um, Yeah, it's terrible for him. Because you know, like when I like when I read this, but it's a there are a lot of insights you gain or reflections on marriage and also reflections on um on being finite and um, having to deal with existence, diba? like yeah. human human yeah. or vampire existence. And mm-hmm. like he's saying here that you're whether human or vampire, there's that question like why do I exist? Or um there was this hunger he was talking about that they both had and love or their marriage wasn't the answer to that hunger, but it, it, its value was very different. Mm. Mm. And yet, it made it more bearable and more... And even though it didn't uh, do anything or it didn't uh, quench his, ano, his craving... <laughs> Yeah. You just it parang just having someone there with you helps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Especially uh, if that someone is, you know, someone that you really love. In this case. Yeah. Nice. 
It's nice, <laughs> no? Because they do love each other. But Mm-mm. sometimes when you just have eternity with that person, you kind of begin to think, like, where is our love leading to? And is it really gonna last that long? Mm-mm. Yeah. But it's also a commitment. Like, I think it says a lot about about commitment to, like, um, mm-hmm. can you imagine, like, a human marriage, like, us humans, when we commit to a person, we know that we only have a finite time with that person. And I guess that's, that's not, to us, it's a feat to be together with a person for, like, 50 years. But to, I guess to a vampire, that's nothing. <laughs> like, my commitment, <laughs> my commitment is forever. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is, makes it more meaningful and also parang, it's more lonely for them to live forever yeah yeah so it parang, it must have a different ano, also value and I wonder yeah. if like the value is different for them as compared to us where parang for us uh, the, for sure like like death is inevitable so like, maybe that's what this question was, diba? Parang, how do you enter marriage knowing that it's gonna end? But for him, it's like, you need the marriage because you know that life isn't gonna end. <laughs> right, yeah. And he he did say that um, towards the end of the story, right? Like, when he thought that he wouldn't find Magram again. And then he, saw, he was thinking, I'm never gonna find another vampire. And then, like, suddenly the despair sets in and, like, Am I gonna spend the rest of my life alone and the rest of this life yeah. being forever? Mm-mm. Yeah. The thing that's confusing for me, however, is this part where you know where where they were talking about their names and where they get their names. And I, I fairly remember Maghreb's name. Um if I if I can find it here. Maghreb means to set or to be hidden. Oh, yeah. And yeah, she she tells uh Clyde that that's what we're looking for, the setting place, some final answer. And mm-hmm. it's confusing for me because um it's as if Maghreb has not really settled or I don't know, has not really settled with a forever with Clyde, uh, where uh, where Clyde is actually, you know, wanting to just stay in the lemon grove all his life. Yeah. Parang Magreb is the one who's looking for something more, which um, I think Clyde, that's why the author wants to show na parang he's like an old He's like an old man who is already given everything that he has. Parang, in a sense, what else is there that he can give to Madred, you know, to win her back or to have her love um, rekindled or something like that? So yeah, parang Madred is still looking for that. Set, settling place, that that final uh, area. Or I like that area. you pointed that out, Steph. Like they are very different in that sense. Because Magreb, de ba, was the one who pointed out to him that blood doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. 
to a vampire. Parang Magreb was really faced Parang she had like she was face to face with reality, while Clive, parang he was so scared of facing it, so mm-hmm. he he just wanted any answer, even though it wasn't the truth, ba? Right? Parang he would just be, yeah. Oh, then 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 opposites of each other parang you you could see that Maghreb has full of life and she's still able to you know to fly around as a bat while Clyde is already uh, depicted oh. as an old person so they're they're really opposites of each other and um it, it's cool because you know the the saying that opposites attract uh, you can actually see this in this story. Um, I can't. I can't really see the commonality between Maghreb and Clyde, other than you know they like drinking they're lemon, diba? That they're hungry all the time. Other than that, they're they're two different people. And is it because they're the only vampires that they've met? Um, in the whole world, um, if if they can actually live forever, um, wouldn't Maghreb think that? Oh, is Clyde really the one for me? Are there other vampires? Out there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like poor that. Clyde. That's that. It's kind of sad, you know. But that's reality as well <laughs> for them. Poor Clyde. I love Clyde. Yeah, <laughs> I love him. Yeah, well, I was wondering though that where you were saying about um them being opposite and how their marriage has been faring, and the end of the story was um Clyde ended up uh, sucking blood again, right? Oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so. I don't know. Like, what was? What do you think was the turning point? Like, why? What made him suddenly do that? Because I am still confused. <laughs> In my Maybe mind. they they had a, <laughs> para the climax no, was when yeah. Magreb admitted or when she said that the lemons don't satisfy or para the lemons the lemons aren't the answer, and she thought of leaving again. Yeah. But Clyde didn't want to. Ah. I think the their differences were more, and yeah, I think it, the differences were highlighted, and it seemed to it looked like they were reaching a turning point. Yeah. So, but but what made him do it? Like, why did he decide to do it? I have a different take to that. Um, you know how some of the love stories were. You have sort of like a love triangle, and this guy or girl might have two love interests. For one, for one thing, it would be Maghreb, and the other would be um, Pila. Pila. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, yeah. So, so Clyde has a mistress, and Maghreb is his true love, and he finally succumbs to the. To the temptation, but then realizes that 
Magreb is really for him, so he goes off to chase after her. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think he was. Parang, parang, I mean, a mistress. Oh no, I mean, a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> It kinda it kinda looks I mean in a guy's perspective. That yeah. was what I was thinking the whole time. Like, what is this Fila girl doing and mm. you know, showing her collarbone to Clyde. But parang to Clyde, it wasn't annoying. It it had more to do with his hunger issues than I know, barang attraction or yeah, uh, yeah, or parang dealing with his loneliness, diba? It was more parang those were two separate things. I yeah, think. I I think that's what I'm trying to like understand, like what was going on in his head, because I feel like an issue also was that um because. You know how his life changed completely when Maghreb came into his life. Like he can't he can't fly like Maghreb anymore. Um, he's really I I think an issue was that he felt like he was reduced to a vampire who was sucking on lemons, and that was all. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, parang the prospect of drinking blood again, sort of attracted him. Because it was, I don't know, it was different or, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he felt, um, he felt neutered by his new life. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, and I know, like, there, there was this paragraph. It says, I watch my wife fly up into the watery dawn. And again, I feel the awful tension in the flats of my feet and my knobbed spine. Love has infected me with a muscular superstition that one body can do the work of another. Oh my gosh. So he, so that was a real frustration, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were really on parang different pages. But in the end, he's he was looking for so in the end, why do you think sorry, this is me because I I not like the ending's not so clear for me. So after he killed um that girl, sorry, he didn't kill, he sucked her blood and in the end killing her. Um what why was she looking for Magreb to tell her about what happened? Well, well, oh, no. For me, parang ano parin eh. <laughs> I'm still I'm still thinking <gasps> oh, about my. that. Yeah. Wait lang, what if, it, go, go, go what if it's so that he could like fly with her? Kasi, ah, you're right. Because after the paragraph I read, so he, love has infected me with a muscular superstition that one body can do the work of another. I consider taking the funicular the ultimate degradation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Worse than the dominoes, worse than an eternity of sucking cut lemons. All the day, all day, I watch the cars ascend and I'm reminded of those American fools who accompany their wives to the beach but refuse to wear bathing suits. But ah, he's trying to, to, to be with her in that sense. Yeah. You're right. So, parang, but why after? 
why after sucking the blood of Fila? I, I think because I, I still think I still think she's like a mistress. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. She's done staff. with her. Parang she. Parang he wakes up the the day after and realizes, oh my god, I made a mistake. <laughs> I slept no! with the wrong person. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with Rana's. I'm going with Rana's interpretation. <laughs> I would like to think it's that simple. Parang, what have I no. been doing all my life? <laughs> but yeah, I well yeah, I'm sure there was an element of temptation, but I think. He was tempted because I mean, because I really like what Rano was thinking. You guys that think? Was that he he wanted to be with Magreb? Like he wanted to join Magreb in in where in whatever page he was on. And I think that, parang drinking blood again, he felt like would bring him back to being a vampire that could that could, parang what do you call what transfigure into a a bat and like fly with Magreb. Because in the beginning yeah. of the story, he had those abilities, right? Or I don't know if it was, I'm, I'm not sure if it was, but my assumption was like to, to what, as they entered the marriage and as the, parang, the years passed, he sort of became, he, he lost all his vamp- vampireness. And I, mm-hmm. by, by, parang, Drinking blood again. I feel like that was his attempt to rekindle or, yeah, to be with Magreb. Yeah. Sorry, Steph. (laughs) (laughs) There, there was this paragraph that I really liked as well. Um, towards the end of the, towards the end of the story. I'm trying to look for it. It's about this um, description about life and mortality and how it is. You know, oh, like is we're it in, the one? We're in balloons. The one about the balloons. Oh yes, I yeah, was staring at that. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it now. Do you want me to read it? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, go ahead. It's actually i was thinking about that when maddie was talking about why he wanted to look for maghreb or why he wanted to fly up to her because mm-hmm. when he was in yes. the funicular he was saying mm-hmm. these were his thoughts he was like maghreb is she up here has she left me and then open close parenthesis i will never find another vampire mm-hmm. and then tabenya I double back to the moonlit entrance that leads to the open air of the cliffs, the funicular cars. When I find Maghreb, I'll beg her to tell me what she dreams up here. Oh my goodness! I'll tell her. <laughs> Gabe, no! Like, after you cheat on the chocolate. <laughs> no, she's not. She after you cheat on the love of your life. <laughs> no, stop it, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> you didn't cheat. <laughs> and then you chase after. <laughs> Whatever, Steph. Keep going, Ron. That's <laughs> what so she says. I'll tell her my waking dreams in the lemon grove. The mortal men and women floating serenely by in balloons freighted with the ballast of their death. Millions of balloons ride over a wide ocean, lights darkening the sky. Death is a dense powder 
cinched inside tiny sandbags. In, and in the dream, I am given to understand that instead of a sandbag, I have Maghreb. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 oh gosh! Are oh you, my gosh, wait, I have a Are you actually crying? No, it's really But I have a realization. Uh huh. Yeah, go ahead. You know, like, maybe, parang when you think, diba he was talking about marriage and the, and the, like, in the context of death, or parang, ha, and how that changes things. Like, which, which one goes before the other? Yeah. And, and how that changes, and that how it makes everything totally different. And parang, it's, I think parang the concept of hope comes up and what, parang what you put your hope on. Mm-hmm. Like for people, sabi niya, di ba, the, the tiny sandbags or di ba, when you fly, the, what's the purpose ba of the sandbag? To bring you back down, right? Tie you down. Yeah. Yeah. And di ba, parang that's what grounds you for, mm-hmm. for people who have... Oh, and for people who know that they won't last forever, it's the reality of death that grounds mm. them yeah. and makes them parang value what they have at the pre- in, like, in the present. Yeah. For him, naman, parang his hope is in Maghreb. Yeah. Because <laughs> they can't die, no? That's yeah. so nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so painful. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because can you imagine? Oh, it's... Oh, it's so beautiful because can you imagine if you're gonna if probably what's going on in his head is because he dreams of mortal men. I think that that says a lot about him wishing I, he was mortal, diba? Because mm. I think it's painful to him that it's that he's immortal because he's thinking, am I gonna spend the rest of my life trying to like find what quenches my thirst? Like mm. that's that's a horrible kind of life. And then he's saying here yeah. that. Parang instead of parang focusing on his immortality or something, parang at least he has na grab to sort of you know be his partner in that in that life. Yeah. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I still I still don't get the last ano. Ah, because after that, pala, he realizes why there's a line that says. He realized he, realized he could he might die. die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, let me let me go back to that. Very technically, he couldn't, right? Yeah, he, he, he couldn't, he couldn't die. die. But I think the thought of him losing Maghreb, mm. the reason for his, you know, death, quote unquote, was the loss of Maghreb. Yeah. So for him, awesome. parang yeah. in your death for him. What does Maghreb see if he is watching? That's, I, I, yeah, that the end is a little nebulous for me. Especially the last paragraph. Like, the last paragraph, yeah. It's it's quite hard to Apparently, this is though Maghreb's response to his death if ever it were to happen. Ah, uh, okay. So, she would, Maghreb shuts her thin eyelids together. She digs her claws into the rock. 
Little clouds of dust bloom around her toes as she swings upside down. She feels something growing inside her, a dreadful suspicion. It is solid, this new thing. It is the opposite of hunger. Okay. She's emerging from a dream of distant thunder, rumbling and loose. Something has happened tonight that she thought impossible. In the morning, she will want to tell me about it. What? Baka parang, baka parang ano lang. Oh yeah, that's kind of weird. Pero, the paragraph before that is him eventually falling into the ocean, diba? Inside the mm. funicular. Yeah. And, and I guess, Magreb would think that, oh, I would, I would tell this to my husband. But then, she finds out when she does come into the lemon grove that it was her husband who fell with the car, I guess. Kind of weird. Parang... <laughs> Would his untimely death be what quenches Magreb's thirst? Because I don't know, Magreb is probably annoyed at <laughs> you know how women are. It sounds like, um, how do you say this? Like a pity. Like a pity ah, okay. In I, I have a theory <laughs> that mm-hmm. I just like sort of thought now because I was reading the second to the last paragraph and she sa- he says, I wonder what Magreb sees because Magreb is currently a bat, right? Dangling upside mm-hmm. down. And he's saying mm-hmm. that if the, if the glass box would plummet into the, into the sea to Magreb who is upside down, that is, it would yeah. look to her as if he's flying. To this, oh, towards oh, the sky. <laughs> oh. So, I think that's him saying, maybe if Magreb sees it's something mm. like that, he'll think, he'll, she'll think that I'm flying. And that's, yeah, parang it's, it's a new thing to her. And yeah, parang she, parang something happened that she thought would be impossible, which was it's him impossible. flying. And then in the morning, mm. and then if she wakes from it, she'll, Want to tell him about? She want to tell him about it. I dreamt of you flying or something like that. Is that oh. it? I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. So he does love his life, Steph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After sucking another person's blood. <laughs> <laughs> he gave yeah. into you know, the temptation. I thought of this, ano, you know this movie? I think it's from the Filipino yeah, yeah. movie, Milan. There's a line, yung ano, <laughs> so Agamulak says, Agamulak is a Filipino actor. Uh-huh. Sorry, international yeah, viewers, viewers listeners. Know <laughs> 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 Agamulak in Milan. And Clod- Claudine Barreto. Claudine Barreto. <laughs> Anyway, basta there's a line <laughs> na ano, mahal mo ba ako? Ay, kailangan mo ba ako? Kasi mm. mahal mo ko. Or mahal mo ko. Dahil kasi kailangan, kailangan mo ko. Yeah. And parang, there's a line kasi where, like, um, he talks, when he talks about Maghreb, and he talks about the, na parang, Maghreb, 
sabi niya, nag-grab ruined his life by changing, you know, changing his views. Mm-hmm. He says that he tried to fantasize about mortal women, but he couldn't do it. Not anymore. An eternity of vague female smiles eclipsed by Maghreb's tiny razor fangs. Yeah. And her being a vampire was made her, was what made her special. So parang yeah, yeah. irreplaceable. Mm-mm. But in the end, when the when death became parang certain. He still thought of her. Yeah. Of but but he didn't die, did he? Because he couldn't die. <laughs> oh. Unless that was another misconception he had. Because <laughs> 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 all he tried was put his hand in holy water. <laughs> his arm in holy water. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, no. What if what if something tragic? Uh set upon them might actually kill them. They haven't really thought about you know, accidents or falling off a cliff. Yeah. But definitely time wouldn't kill a vampire, at least in this. That's story. what they know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what they know. Ooh. But I mean, yeah. I mean, either way, it's, I think it's, the story tells a lot about how much he loves her. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so beautiful. It is, no? Parang we dissected every nook and cranny. I think we did a good job this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait lang. Can I, can I, I have another insight? Yeah, yeah of course. So, di ba parang maybe when he thinks about the possibility or his realization that he could die. He was thinking, oh, maybe that's an answer to Maghreb's, I know. Maghreb chose her name because Maghreb means to set or to be hidden. Yeah. Sabinia, that's what we're looking for, the setting place, mm-hmm. some final answer. Yeah. And so parang she thought it was impossible for them to really settle down and to you know, impossible for them to, to get the final answer. Yeah. But when he sees not here, look, it's possible. Why the look we can death, actually no. die. Something growing inside. Why then no? Because it's a dreadful suspicion. She feels something growing inside her, a dreadful suspicion. But it's the opposite mm. of hunger. Of hunger. It is solid. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I think that's a better theory. Something because it's that something that something has happened tonight that she thought impossible, and they both thought it's, it's impossible to die. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's interesting mm-hmm. how Parang he made Maghreb's, you know, like pursuit his own. Parang it was as valuable not to him. As oh mm. so diba parang at one point in the story it seems like they were both pursuing different things yeah so, like they both had this hunger and like mm. for him he was saying like he was hungry for blood 
and he tried to get it that evening. Mm. But at the same time, parang he tried to find also an answer to Maghreb's parang question. Or, yeah. Like he talks about marriage being shared, parang committing. Marriage is like committing to the same wait a minute. Commitment to starve together. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pero parang in the end, he's, he he wanted Maghreb to Maghreb to feel ano then the opposite of hunger, diba? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of lost. But maybe it's time to relate it to real life. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> That's not. I feel like I feel like it's already beautiful as it is. Like I feel like if we relate it to our real lives, we're just gonna ruin it. <laughs> That's true. Let's just did you guys have way. a Did you guys no. have a Maghreb or a Clyde no. in your life? <laughs> Whatever. That, nobody's <laughs> nobody's answering your, your questions. <laughs> oh, but I have a comment. I have a comment. Okay. And he talks about mortal beings and how our and the, and how the reality of death is parang more like a gift to us, diba? That. Mm-hmm. Pero when you think about it, it's not something that we think about all the time, or it's not something that most people really consider. Like when you get married, do you really act as if death is real, diba? Yeah. Parang you don't. Yeah, you don't really. That doesn't come to mind a lot. Hmm. Doesn't. Yeah. Whether it's a good marriage or a terrible marriage, because when it's bad, you know, it's fine, we're not going to be married forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Those thoughts naman don't come to us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess because while you're getting married, you're supposed to be like in love and thinking, I do want to share this, like, share my life with this person. And there's no real, there's no real alternative of being an immortal. So I, th- I think that's why it doesn't really cross our minds. Mm-hmm. To begin with, I don't think Clyde and Maghreb had a real choice. I mean, they were the only vampires that they knew about. So, yeah. what mm-hmm. if? What if they got together out of, I don't know, just because, just because they're both vampires, because they're, they're fairly different people, and I guess their whole lives, they try to make it work up until the end, but then probably they realize that they're just too different. But then, you know, uh, for, for Clyde, um, Maghreb has, has, uh, has a love that has grown in him. And um, in the end, he would really love to spend, you know, whatever the rest of his life is with Maghreb. But probably in the start, if, if, you, if you look back into the story, it's because of circumstance and Mm. Probably just because of them being the only vampires and 
in their own world. Parang, yeah. yeah. It's, as, it's as if they don't, they didn't have a choice to begin with. True. Yeah. I guess that's that's what's different uh, with their love. Mm. Yeah. So, did you guys have like a Clyde in your life? <laughs> Whatever, that's not ruining it. <laughs> Rana. We are both Daddy. not married. <laughs> or would the three of us? <laughs> We're all not married. <laughs> they never got married. I mean, they just realized that. I mean, Are they married? They, no, they but there was a line. Man. There was so a line, I, though. I just realized that Maghreb is my he wife. Was, yeah. It's just like a realization. But they never told it to each other. It doesn't matter. When they were together 30 years. Na. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Know, so that would make them close to 200. Yeah. So they're definitely... Well, immortal, but yeah. Anyway, if you think I about it, in a married in a married life, thirty years isn't too long. Yeah. It's it's like it's like a normal fairly normal marriage time. Yeah, but if you're thinking I have like five hundred more years. Actually I have like years to an, eter- yeah. an eternity with this person. Like 30 years is probably just a second in that entire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, siguro. Parang they're still having that, you know, that shaky middle ground in the marriage. <laughs> it's still the, the early phase of their marriage. <laughs> yeah. Parang after, if, if you come back to the story, and like in the earlier part, it's as if they had like a honeymoon phase. Like they went to so many places, they drink this, they drink that, and then they soon settled, and that's when they realized that, uh, wait lang, parang this is not working out for us. Or you just get tired, yeah. you know? Parang, how long are you gonna keep going, doing this? Looking for that one thing that would quench. Because like, if you think, if you're a mortal being, parang, like like us mortals, we do have questions that we want answered, right? Or yeah, we also have our own pursuits. But knowing yeah. that we're eventually gonna die, we don't despair. Parang, we don't we know that eventually we're gonna die, we're not gonna have to suffer um having these questions and answered. But if you're mm-hmm. if you live forever, you're gonna suffer that for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And it it's tiring. I guess that's true. So, no. <laughs> are we are we gonna relate this to anything? No, no. In the context. Oh, like, that's not no. na lang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. You know how sometimes when you like over, over like pick apart a story. Like, you know how in lit class, like, when you overanalyze a story, and I feel like, the, I don't think the author even thought of it that way. And then, and then, like, we but that's put the our beauty own of it, right? Well, yes, I guess. I mean, but there's, probably there's Karen, Karen, probably Karen Russell would have 
love yeah. to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Russell, if you're listening. <laughs> oh my god, that gave that gave me a that gave me an idea. Oh gosh. What if what if I email this podcast link? No. Oh my god. Uh, no. <laughs> I love. <laughs> Why not? Staff, do you realize? <laughs> do you realize there are probably like pro like pro um critics who write about her work? <laughs> 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 and then there's us. <laughs> you can always try, you know. Okay. We're, we're, we're gonna die anyway. We're absolute <laughs> probably, we're gonna probably, die anyway. Yeah, we're gonna die anyway. And I'll probably read. I'd love to read her other short stories after. No, yeah, me too. Yeah. It's refreshing because, like, we've been reading um pretty uh like in our past episodes, you read stories that were written in early nineteen hundreds, and the language was pretty. Yeah, I mean, the language dated the story and. This one is pretty. It's refreshing. It's it's quirky and it's funny. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's nice. I and the characters are so yeah beautiful. yeah. And the prose is so beautiful. It's so yeah yeah. To our listeners, please read her short stories. <laughs> <laughs> and give us a like and share this podcast. <laughs> We yes. found this to have, you know, some sort of value in your everyday life. Um, Yay. So there you have it. Um, that was Vampires in the Lemon Grove by Karen Russell. Um, thank you so much for listening again to the Acute Feeds podcast. It was pleasant to talk about this short story with you guys. Maddie and Rana, thank you for your insights. Thank you. On, thank you. On life and how, how short life can be even if you're a vampire. And since life is short, always choose to love. Thank you for listening to the Acute Reads Podcast. Join us again next week as we tackle another incredible short story. And please subscribe to us on Spotify for your weekly dose of goodness.